Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Any good stories from the road? By book. I wish we'd gotten seen a little bit more out of our punter. I'm starting to puke. It makes my stomach hurt. Yeah. I thought he was going to die. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth a little bit. He's on the probiotics. Is Georgia playing the 1985 Bears this weekend or what? A lot of Todd, Todd, Todd talk. Rat poison proof. They're mongeese. We will not be hunted at the University of Georgia. I can promise you that. The hunting that we do will be done from us going the other direction. Howdy, howdy. Love hearing that on a Sunday night. This is the Georgia Show on Dogs HQ's YouTube channel. I'm Wes Blankenship, Jake Roos, Jake Rowe, Palmer Tom's in the house. Uh, Guys, we're going to start off with the most relevant topic of the weekend, uh, applicable to both Jake's. The Under Armour Atlanta event, which was in Carrollton, Georgia. I don't know why they're hating on Carrollton like that. Uh, pretty fine town. But what'd you learn at the Under Armour Atlanta event in Carrollton, guys? The first camp I've covered and best I can tell, like eight years. Uh, and uh, had a good time, man. It was good seeing some old faces. And, I mean, just a loaded camp, man. I mean, you, I was constantly looking like, um, who was that D-lineman? Who was that D line? Um, uh, there were guys there that were ranked inside the top 100 that I didn't even I didn't even know their name. Now, listen, recruiting's not the game anymore, uh, so I get that. But it was uh, it was impressive, man. There was a really good group there, and uh, as Roos has already reported, um, on top of it, uh, and Chad Simmons as well, Georgia uh, was the topic du jour uh, for a lot of those guys. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm that, Jake. 
I'm freaking bushed, man. I'll, I'll say that to be Me honest too. with you. I, I am so tired, man. I am. I, I was really debating whether or not I was going to be on the show tonight because <laughs> I am whipped after today. It was a long day, man, but it was very productive. And like Jake said, uh, Georgia, a hot topic for a number of guys. And I'm talking about, you know, 2024, 2025, 2026 guys all talking dogs. Um, and you know, really, I think one of the things that was a standout to me as, was because of it, how consistent it was among the guys that I spoke to was the feeling amongst a lot of these recruits that George's mentality is is the difference maker. And, and that's kind of the unique factor for the Bulldogs. All these guys said, look, you know, Georgia, super successful, putting guys in the league, but there's no complacency. There's no idea of, you know, setting back on their laurels. They're not happy about where they've been. They want to get, they want to go further and they want to continue to push that. Uh, Mike Matthews was one guy that, uh, that stood out with me for sure. Um, Five-star receiver, one of the best in the nation. I think he's the number two receiver in the consensus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but we got producer Palmer over there. I can see him typing away already. Uh, but uh, Mike Matthews uh, said that exact thing. I mean, basically that it was, you know, Georgia's mindset is what was so different about them and made them so unique as, uh, compo- or as compared to other teams. And I think that that's really saying something that not only have they imparted that on their guys, uh, but they've also done that in such a way that it's spilling over to the recruits. And, and I want to add something to that. Uh Having not done this for a while and having not held a recorder in front of a recruit's face and, you know, talk to them and watch them talk about Georgia, it's almost odd to hear them say the same things about Georgia that I used to hear kids say about Alabama. You I know, thought like, you, I, like, I, that's, it's, it's very interesting that you say yeah. that because I, 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 I kind of knew where you might be going with that when you started talking about it. But yeah, yeah, it's it, a lot's changed in eight years and it's the same thing you used to hear, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 like what are some uh, of the things that you hear. Well, you know, you used to hear you talk to the guys, you know, hey, Alabama's Alabama. They win championships. You hear the same thing about Georgia. And it's just – it's weird to hear that. You know, I, th- I think I've read it. You know, I think I've read it in some stories here and there. Not on Reddit, but I've read it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there – you see it, but it's just different when you see a kid kind of kind of make that – kind of make that like, hey, you know, like it's undeniable. Um, you know, they left no doubt like Kirby said. Um, and, uh, you know, to hear those guys just kind of be like, hey, Georgia's Georgia, man. They just win championships. They, they you know, they got it rolling over there. This, you know, Coach Kirby Smart, um, you know, or Coach Kirby or, or whatever they call him. I mean, it was uh, it was pretty cool to see that today. And and there were there were some freak show talents there. I mean, there were some – the best – to me, the number one talent that I saw in attendance. Now, I did duck out a little bit before the before the skill guys got really cranked up. But uh, that Sanders kid out of uh, out of Chris Peels High School from Charlotte is probably one of the um, I can't remember his na- his first name's David. David David, David yeah, I knew it was a biblical name uh, uh, King David Sanders Daniel I mean he sounds like a, he sounds like he runs a law Hezekiah Jedediah yeah. Hey man Wes dude this cat um, unicorn. I like I I really liked what you had to say, which is that this kid might not know how to play football yet, but he's yeah. impressive as hell already. Yeah, he's he just he's, beat everybody. I don't even know if he knows how to play football yet. I number mean, two, number two prospect in the class of twenty twenty five, Georgia, a huge player there right now as it sits. 
uh, primarily because of that work. That What's they his did name? Field, David Sanders. David Sanders Jr. Yep. Uh, 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 Sounds like a NASCAR driver. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and he's he's on the small side in terms of 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 weight. He's he's about six foot six, but he carries about two fifty two sixty. Yeah, I mean, at most, yeah, I think they technically got him weighed in today at 250. And, uh, you know, I'm not huge on – I'm not normally big on those types of tackles. Like, I've – listen, I've seen over the years them take shots at guys who just couldn't, you know, couldn't bust 285. You know, they're, they're not made of the same stuff I'm made of, I guarantee you. If I wanted to get above 285 at 5'10", I could get there in like a month. But they can't get there, um, sadly. Uh, but this cat right here, uh, and and also I was also just in, incredibly impressed. He's got like three younger sisters that were there with him today. His whole family was there. They seem like the nicest, all the most awesome people in the world. But that cat right there, he's uh, getting. You'll see that face right there, looking a lot older, maybe with some hair on it. In about five, six years, four or five years, uh, uh, holding up a jersey with Roger Goodell or whoever the NFL commissioner bro, is. Bro, was it him? I can't remember who you tweeted about, but you said that the hype about South Carolina was overblown. Was that Sanders or somebody else? That was uh, – no, that was um, – it's a guy that Georgia uh, – South Carolina leads for in the RPM. Uh, it is yeah Jordan Ross. Yeah, South Carolina, I believe, leads for Jordan Ross in the RPM. Uh, looks like that's going to be a Georgia-Tennessee battle for right now with Alabama kind of climbing into it uh, with him being a uh, – you know, from very close to there. I think that, that late offer might be hurting – uh alabama a little bit there maybe like it hurt georgia in the beginning a little bit with justin green from over at mountain view who was also uh, a beast uh to deal with today so uh, a lot of uh learned a lot about georgia's recruiting efforts in this coming class and also learned a lot about Carrollton high school and that set up over there son they yeah. got it going on that's a that's a mini college over there yeah i mean there there are juco guys that are suffering in places that look yeah. way worse than that for sure 100 <laughs> they're gonna try to go to Carrollton high school for their juco year and rehab <laughs> their career and then get picked up by a power five school is that allowed <laughs> no, i bet when was... ed dudley was there he would have taken it i don't um, know who the head coach at Carrollton is now but well it's, it's amazing uh, it's to joey hear... king oh is it joey king yep oh, cool. oh joey okay yeah. Just moving moving further west. King Joseph. Well, it's uh it's amazing to hear you guys say that uh about Georgia guys and recruits saying what they're saying about Bama. I just you know, I, I hear that and I hear a bunch of players who are now not just hearing Kirby Smart's pitch, which has always been strong. He's always put together great classes, but now he has the hardware to back it up. And I can almost imagine Kirby saying, Hey, it's just been a matter of time, guys. I knew this is going, I knew this was what this program could look like. And that just makes it all that easier to sell it. Yeah. yeah. And it's all in place. That's the thing. And the facilities are right. The, the, the culture is right. The coaching staff is right. You know, he's got it all sort of working in his favor when it comes to the timing of how this all happened. There's continuity on the staff. There's a, an established uh, a brand with Georgia. I mean, you know, they won these titles, but simultaneously all of this stuff was happening, you know, to build toward it. And so right now it's all coming to a head. The success is there, but also every other part that kids are looking for, the draft stock, the development, the uh, the ability to uh, get into a world-class weight room, nutrition, it's it's across the board. And so they have so much to sell, even aside uh, from the fact that they're back-to-back national champions. 
Yeah, uh, I want to – the comment by Matthew C. here, I don't disagree about the culture maker, uh, but, you know, let's not forget Scott Cochran wasn't around last year. No offense. I mean, he had some things to take care of of his own. I think I think it's more than a guy. I think it's more than – it was started way before Cochran. It started with Scott Sinclair. It started with that 2017. It started with Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle coming back is what it started with. I mean, that that proved a lot to a lot of people. That let everybody know that a number three recruiting class wasn't just a flash in the pan, and Georgia just kind of kept stacking classes. And, you know, sometimes you need some breaks to get where you want to go. Georgia didn't get those in, like, 18 and 19. Um, obviously didn't get those in 20. Um, and, you know, a little luck along the way. I keep saying it, but, you know, tried to run Stead off, and he wouldn't go anywhere. You know, that was luck. Bro, I've heard from people that were on both of the 27 and 18 teams and staffs, and that Chubb, Michelle, uh, Davin Bellamy, Lorenzo Carter press conference where they all came into the that old press conference room where we yeah. used to meet in their football pants and shirts and announced that they were going to come back. So many people point back to that day as being the day where they really started to believe, okay, this thing isn't just – going to be what this 2016 season was there's bigger potential here and if you had sat in that ho-hum room as many times as i had at that point but felt the way it felt when those guys sat there and and proclaimed that they were coming back each one of them individually coming up you knew that it was something you know a little bit more special you know, and by the way, you got a little dog's HQ swag. You looking like uh, Bill Belichick over there, man. Yeah, cut those <laughs> sleeves off. So he's a little bad baggy on me. I need to wash. Show it. off, show off that uh, uh, <laughs> anchor tattoo you have on your left shoulder. <laughs> no tats for me, brother. Um, dog's HQ tag coming soon. Uh, if you don't want to commit to a tattoo, you can commit to uh, more apparel. <laughs> That's almost as good as Jake Rose hoodie. No, it's just as good, if not better. Over at BreakingT.com, uh, y'all know we always have the link in the show description, but all the national championship stuff, I, I scroll through this. If you're watching, if you're only listening, you're just missing a lot of greatness on the screen right now. But let's not forget about where Breaking T started this season with the Brock Bowers gear, the Stetson Bennett stuff, the Christopher Smith with the uh, turnover uh, savage pads there's some really great stuff on page two as well that i don't want y'all to miss out on if you need a new georgia t-shirt which as palmer toms can tell you you definitely do <laughs> yeah you're, you're the segue king wes wes I, there's nobody there's nobody better in the game i'm just sad that breaking t nick Cellini's pretty to, good uh, i'm just sad that breaking t never got a chance to uh team up with zamir white and do like a lightning bolts in his eyes and him holding a lightning bolt with some like flowing blonde locks and riding a horse. Yeah, something, something <laughs> insane. Uh, because, it's never too late. Yeah, because I, I am a, uh, I am a Zamir White stan, big fan of that kid. So, well, Daniel Jeremiah, also a big fan of uh, another pro, pro, like future former dog, uh, future former dog, future professional dog, uh, Jalen Carter. And Palmer Toms, you wrote about what Daniel Jeremiah had to say about Jalen Carter and the prospects of some other dogs going into this NFL draft class. It sounds like Jalen Carter is finally getting a lot of the mock draft acclaim that he deserves. 
Yeah, I wrote about what Daniel Jeremiah had to say about Jalen and Stetson and Kane McIntosh today. Um, that um, we we were on a conference call with him for I kid you not two and a half hours on. You were Friday. on it the whole time. I was. I, I was a. I was kind of curious how long he would go. I probably wasn't. <laughs> Paying attention the entire Palmer time. had scratch hey, on it. Hey, let's let's just get this out of the way. That man's dad's a pastor. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Palmer's a listen just out here grinding, dude. Two and a half hours just listening to Daniel Jeremiah Pond. Look, it 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 was I was finishing up a golf round. Uh I, I turned it on when I was finishing up a golf round. I turned it off uh because he was done. He had answered s- s- questions from s- what? 63 65 something crazy um the 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 transcript is 61 pages long so he yeah i feel sorry for whoever had to transcribe just publish that thing i mean at this point just turn it into a book yeah i I feel sorry for whoever transcribed that but god bless them because Uh, it was probably chat gpt don't worry about it (laughs) um but yeah wrote two stories from what jeremiah had to say a um, couple more coming tomorrow. He, he talked a lot about the dogs because there are a lot of dogs to talk about. Um, and uh, yes, Con- Connor is correct here. I actually got called on uh, as I was hopping into the shower. And, uh, <laughs> what are you doing, spare- man? You're playing golf. Spare- you're showering. You uh, did you find time to to wash the car while you were doing this? Or Dogs I, HQ I is a lifestyle for Palmer Tom's. <laughs> It was two hours and 19 minutes or whatever it was. Um. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. But yeah, so he, he talked about J- Jalen Carter um, and was very high on him. I mean, you know, th- there's plenty of reason to be. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of talk about the Bears possibly trading out of the number one overall pick. Um, that he, he discussed, you know, what that would take for different teams to trade into that spot. Um, but he said, you know, and, and if that trade is happening, it's probably happening for a quarterback, but he said, I think Jalen Carter is the best player in the draft. Um, and, and added that he thinks Will Anderson is the second best player. Um, he, he's incredibly high on Tyree Wilson. Um, you know, that's, that's not a knock against the quarterbacks, but these defensive players that are at the top of this board are incredible. Um, and, and he said, you know, he thinks, um, you know, he, he said he loved Quinn and Williams coming out. And I want to say Quinn went third overall um, in 20 so. third overall to the jets in 19. Yep. Um, if I'm yep. not mistaken, um, he said, I loved him. That's the kind of player that they're getting. Um, I, I think I've seen him say that he, he, either him or someone else has said they like him more than they liked Quinn and Williams, which says a lot. Um, you know, he, he pointed to the Bruce Feldman article, um, which I, I can't remember if we mentioned on here or not, but, um, you know, not not from within the On3 network, but I do encourage you all to go check that one out. Great story. Um, he, he's shares well, a story about, a lot about Jalen Carter's athleticism in that, which if you're not like 
keen on on the intel that Jalen Carter had coming out of high school. I mean, he's an absolute freak, right? He can, I, 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 I yeah, the basketball I and, and the punter at Apopka, and yeah. as well as a, a basketball star. He was playing the band. And, he did it all right. And and and, and I linked to a, a specific dunk that was mentioned in the Feldman article. Um, Bruce also talks about uh, Jalen off the field as well. Um, some great stories there. But it, just an absolutely incredible player. Absolutely. Yeah, but his character's great. terrible. You know, it's just questionable. Yeah. yeah. It's questionable if, if character. I, listen, listen, I will say this, and I'm not defending Todd Mache when I say this because he just, he just, I, just keep your mouth shut. Okay. Let some things play out sometimes. But Jalen Carter did start that whole riffraff before the Missouri game. It was a nothing burger. Nothing came out of it. Not a punch was thrown. A little bit of a pushing back and forth, jawing back and forth type thing. That was 100% on Jalen Carter, but it's not a character concern. So, I mean, he he's overcome all that, and that's awesome. But Jalen Carter, you know, we were talking about that cat a minute ago that is a sophomore right now. We didn't know if he knows how to play ball yet, David Sanders. Jalen Carter didn't know how to play football as a sophomore either. And Jalen Carter's best football is ahead of him is what's crazy. I mean, he's yeah. this this is Indomitian Sue, um, Warren Sapp type of ceiling, you know, like, you know, gold jacket type stuff. He's he's special. And if Georgia can somehow get him re- drafted number one overall, I mean, good God, the feathers in Trey Scott's cap. I mean, that's oh, yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and speaking and, and, of uh, letting things play out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and talking about those Georgia assistants, um, you know, he, Jeremiah says that he's good buddies with Stacy Searles. And, um, you know, he asked Stacy about Jalen. And Stacy said, when he comes to practice and doesn't want to get blocked, he's not getting blocked. Yeah. Yeah. It's sim- simple as that. So yeah. Jeremiah talked about Jalen, talked about Stetson and Kenny McIntosh, which I wrote about today. Um, was what do you say about Stetson? Well, I mean, he. You know, again, he just kind of pointed to what he's heard is day three type stuff, but all it takes is one team to fall in love with him. And the different people, different scouts and GMs have said, hey, if if Bryce Young is can go number one overall, um, you know, and, and, and the biggest knock on Stetson is, is size, why can't Stetson Bennett go in the third or fourth round? Um, you know, why can't he be a little higher than people want, uh, you know, to see him right now? So um, – he, he said he sees him as a day three pick, but there's absolutely the possibility that he could be late day two, early, early day three, as opposed to, you know, flirting with undrafted status um, versus Kenny McIntosh, who we talked about incredibly deep running back class that this has. He said mm-hmm. um, 13 was his number of, of top three round uh, running backs that he had graded out wow. um, that that can help Kenny that can hurt Kenny because teams can wait a little bit longer to take a running back because they feel comfortable getting all the you know all of you know several guys but at the same time once somebody jumps and says we're taking a taking a running back everybody's going to want to get their guy um, get get one of the guys that they feel comfortable with so um, I, you know, I, I could see, I, I mean, the, I think I wrote on a, a, a mock draft projection that had him um, somewhere in the sixties to the Ravens, which is even more interesting now with Monk in there um, that they, they've got running back concerns. Well, that's what, uh, you know, RG three thinks that uh, the Ravens yeah. are going to draft Stetson. Yeah. And, and I know we talked about that on here and, and all that, but 
Um, lot, lot of high praise for Georgia. Um, check back over Dogs HQ tomorrow. I'll, I'll have some more stuff um, specific to Darnell Washington and, and the tight ends, another deep position group, um, and then a couple of the defensive guys, Nolan Smith, Chris Smith, Keely Ringo. Um, he is – Jeremiah is really high on Nolan Smith, has him as a first-rounder, uh, does not have Keely in, in that first round and, and kind of explains a little bit why. Well, I, just, I think we've heard a lot of those reasons why, but it will be compelling to hear it from a draft expert and not, you know, some angry guy on Twitter. So I guess it'll be somewhat refreshing. I hope, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really buzzworthy. I feel like when Keely Ringo goes and runs like a four three six at the combine, and people Ooh. just lose their minds over yeah. that. Um, I don't necessarily think he's a first round cornerback either. I do think he's a corner early in his career. Probably transitions to safety later on. Cam um, Chancellor. But, you know, concerned that Kenny McIntosh thing, it's kind of like Palmer Tom's at $2 beer night over at uh, the Bud Hut. You know, once you have enough and you break the seal, it just kind of all goes. You know, uh, you know, somebody starts to get a run on quarter, get a run on uh, running backs at like, you know, 53, 54. Kenny McIntosh flies off the board pretty quick. That's also, right. something I mentioned to Roos when we were talking uh, today, um, Kenny McIntosh, uh, one of the most underrated seasons in the history of Georgia running back set a set a running back record for receiving yards in a season um 1300 total yards almost 100 total yards a game not many guys do that man not many guys do it Kenny had a big year tomahawk dog fit fitting like of all the people that could say this tomahawk dog is the most appropriate we know the Falcons won't draft him and I don't know who he's even referring to, whether it's Kenny or Jalen or Stetson Bennett, but Doesn't it matter. could be any of those dogs. There is nothing the stood the test of time like the Falcons not drafting a Georgia player that can help them. I, right away. I am I am really hopeful that Todd McShay was paid by the Falcons to say Jalen Carter had character <laughs> issues. I really, I really want him to be the one. I want him to be the one that lands. They're the finally problem. coming around. I hope not, Roos, because Atlanta sports has a has a problem with getting caught up in little scandals like that, like the Braves and John Chapolella sure. and stuff like that. So I don't hate if, the guy. If it happened, it'll get. If it happened and worked out, it'll get unearthed. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the guy, and I don't want to see him have to suffer as a Falcon, which he inevitably would. Uh, but I, God, I, I would love to see him be a Falcon. There's no question. Yeah, we may need to look into this. This uh, if this NFL draft class passes, and I know they took Schaefer and uh, Fitzpatrick, oh and they could have had Jamari. They could have had Sawyer. Yeah, and like you said, it's not just drafting a dog; it's like drafting an impactful player. Yeah. That you know, you could have had Todd Gurley. You could have had who's another one that they like just blatantly missed out on. I, I mean, I mean I, Heinz Ward's maybe the all-time glaringest one because they God, they took Jamie German. So painful. Yeah, Jamie German. I don't even know who the hell that is. Yeah, <laughs> I barely do. Um, here's the thing though, I I don't know that they've ever like I can't remember them ever taking one like in the top three rounds, like a guy that you're you know that you come in and you expect like. All right, this dude's gonna play for you right away. Um, I mean, did they draft the King Dent? They did. Uh, yeah, but, they might have. And I think that was a fourth rounder, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. He yeah, actually sounds played right. for him. Yeah. A King Dent might be the greatest Bulldog Falcon of the last 20 years. Think about that. Yeah, Shockley had an opportunity, but he got hurt. Didn't they draft he, he was Terrence a Edwards? Round guy. We had we had Vic Beasley over uh, over Todd. Yeah. 
Dude was out of the league in like four years, man. All right. So, I mean, Gurley, so Gurley was hurt, but yeah, think of how many Todd Gurley. But they seem justified because he had a huge season. So, but then after of, that, it was crickets. Off of a quick control F on Wikipedia, the Falcons, have drafted, Palmer. The Falcons have drafted 13 Georgia players in the history of the. Program. Who are they? Ever. Who are they? Ever. Ever. They've been around since 66. DJ Shockley, Justin Schaefer. All right, all right. So, so, sixty-eight. J. Uh, Ray Jeffords. Uh, they took a My kicker cousin. in seventy-seven. Allen, kicker. Leave it. Uh, Scott Warner in eighty-one. Uh, Troy Sadowski, tight end in eighty-nine. Producer Mitch Davis. Theme music. Mitch Davis in ninety-four, linebacker. Shockley in two thousand six. Uh, Martrez Milner, a tight end in 2007. Thomas Brown, 2008. Akeem wow, Dent, 2011. And then Schaefer and Fitzpatrick. Say 11 yeah. again, I was talking. Akeem Dent. Akeem Dent. So, so they went from 2011 to 2022 without drafting a Georgia player. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. God, I forgot about uh March. I forgot about Martrez going there. Yeah. Elected there. That's wild, man. Excuse me, that's that's actually eleven because two of those control F guys are un- notable undrafted players. Oh, nice. Bob Etter, also a kicker, and Gary Moss in 1987. No relation to Randy. As far as we <laughs> or know. Or Lou Ellen. God, burn the whole franchise down. Um, all right. We're gonna we're gonna investigate this. This draft class, if this happens again, we are going to investigate it, I promise. Uh, let's wrap up really quick. We had to talk about it for a couple minutes here, Palmer. Uh, what happened to Mike White's basketball dogs yesterday against Mizzou, man? The second nah, half. They, the, say what? The second half. The, yeah, the second half happened. They uh, they didn't play well in the second half, and, and they've run into three straight – NCAA tournament teams here, um, yes, they've lost those by an average of, I think, 31 points. Um, this one wasn't a 30-point loss, but the last two were um, to Arkansas and Alabama. Those two were on the road. This one was at home. So I think and, – and you could tell it with Mike. It, that made it a little bit more disappointing um, that they played like this at home. But I think what is – what's important to keep in – to remind yourself here is to keep some perspective on – what Mike and this program have done, where Georgia basketball is now, as opposed to a year ago, that was really bad. This is not good. <laughs> not as bad. Not, not, it's not good, but they are significantly better. They are going to finish the regular season with a winning record. If they can win one more game, whether that's against Florida Tuesday night at South Carolina, who they already beat, uh in on saturday or in nashville um against whoever they play there probably next wednesday in one of those opening round games 
Um, if they can win one more, they guarantee themselves a winning record on the season. And if I'm not mistaken, Tom Crean had one winning record in his time here uh, in four years. That was against an incredibly friendly COVID schedule. Um, Georgia is, is in a much better place. They've got to hit the transfer portal well. They're going to have some spots open. Um, they need to recruit 2024 well because I don't think that they're uh, I don't think that they're going to get any more guys for 2023. Um, at least at least freshmen. So you go get those guys out of the transfer portal. They really need to recruit 2024 well, but they are in a much better place. And Mike is excited about being here. Um, he you know an Ole Miss Mike. grad, a former player there. He was asked about. Uh, that job opening up and, um, you know, seemed very adamant that he was going to be at Georgia and, and uh, the $9 million buyout probably has something to do with that. All right. No, I would not say that they're still on the NIT bubble, Matthew C. Okay. I I was about to pop that up. Unless they they can go on a run in Nashville. uh, I think that's too far gone. Yeah. They probably need to win their next four in a row. Yeah, they need to win the two regular season. I'm not counting them out. to get on that. NIT and and even then, I don't know that it's possible because the quality of their wins has not been great. And and three of those wins, Florida's okay win, but South Carolina and whoever they would play in that first game in Nashville, probably not a win that's getting you into the NIT. Um, so they probably need to win four or five in a row to get there. Okay, I, I'm not counting them out. I, I or they win, like or they win White the dogs whole. Can do it. Or they win the whole thing and go to the NCAA tournament. I, I hope I hope we can have some good NIT talk if they make it. There's nothing like talking the NIT, buddy. We'll y'all, NIT y'all let show. me know when you got that one scheduled. <laughs> we'll have an NIT show. I think um, I'll I think I'll have a dog emergency or something. I don't even we'll have do one. a remote from uh, David Barrow Elementary School cafeteria. <laughs> uh, all right, Jake Crow's got to hop off here. Let's hear your dog stock report before you go, man. Hey man, I'm I'm just going. To, uh, it's what I talked about earlier in recruiting. I know sometimes we get a little redundant with these, and it's hard not to. But uh, Georgia recruiting, man, um, machine, absolute machine. Uh, hearing that today, it, listen, it was it was a little surreal. Even as a Georgia graduate, um, as somebody who you know, listen, I used to call these kids and listen to them on the phone, and they would be like, "Hey man, I got to listen to Alabama. Alabama's Alabama," or "I got to listen to Clemson. Clemson's Clemson," right? Um, you know, and honestly, I was out of the game before Clemson stopped Clemsoning. Uh, but it's 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 crazy. It's it's, it's Georgia's got a lot of ammunition. Um, they're not going to get everybody, um, but they're going to get a lot of the guys that they really want and the guys they act quickly on. Uh, still going to get beaten from time to time, but um, you know, this is this thing stacking up to be you know around for a while. And still, I believe you got to have some breaks to win it all. Um, but ultimately, if you keep stacking classes like that, you can build a dynasty. And, you know, I think Georgia needs to get one out of the next two or three years to be considered a dynasty. And I think it will because of the way it's recruiting. Good 25 stuff. class stacking up already, too. Yeah, um, that's 25. I think the 25 class may be like an all-timer. There's I think, so many, there's I think so many great kids in that already. I think 24 is going to be the one. Um, I'm going to do my stock up today on Sokovi White, Georgia wide receiver commit from class 2024. Had a chance to speak with him today. First off, he was just decked out in uh, Georgia pajama pants, uh, which looked comfortable as hell, but also quite fashionable with his white hoodie. Um, <laughs> but 
had a great time talking to Sokovi and just asking him, you know, where things were in his process. And he said, look, I'm taking one official visit. That's the only visit I'm going to take. And it's going to be to the University of Georgia. And um, was really just impressed to hear that in, a, in this NIL era, to hear it from kids, to say, look, I, I'm shutting things down. We heard that from Nikar also. He recently tweeted that. Um, he recently tweeted that out. Those guys, um, you don't hear that just a ton. And I think that they recognize not only the value of a commitment, but also, you know, that Georgia's Georgia right now and they can go out and recruit over you or they can take another guy to fill that spot if you decide that you want to keep things a little too open. I think that uh, it was really impressive to hear it from Sokovi. Um, he's, he's very serious about his commitment. He's working on Georgia's behalf. He's recruiting other wide receivers in this class, so he's clearly not scared of competition. Um, and Georgia has a, a big plan for him in terms of uh, he said they want to use him as the toy in their offense. They want to put him out, uh, put him out wide. They want him carrying the ball. They want him doing a little bit of everything. And I, I think he can be an exciting offensive weapon. So Sakobe White, uh, stock up on him and uh, certainly his mindset going into his recruitment process. Dylan Brooks says Sakobe can scoot, son. Uh, there ain't no doubt. Go watch that film on him. I'm telling you. Cartersville Purple Hurricane. Yeah, he and he no, Cass. He's no, he's a Cass general, my friend. Cass. Yeah. Um, okay. And, uh, and oh, okay. He, got it. Got it. Got it. He can get it done, but he gets it done on both sides of the ball too. And you know, he, we talked about it. Kobe, not the biggest guy on earth, and there's very few kids I've ever met who would who would legitimately tell you their height. Uh, he he said, "Look, I'm five nine and a half. That's what the weight room's for, son." <laughs> and like you know said said you know that i can muscle dudes out i can i can get out there i can bang so can't, can't um, make you any taller but it can make you stand out ain't no doubt he's going he's, pound hey, for pound uh yeah. cast cast fans please forgive me i uh i miss we're gonna, gonna take that one hard west i know man i know some people from cartersville and they don't want to be confused with cast and cast doesn't want it either i do want to point out one thing though i just i just misread his uh his on three profile when I saw the Cartersville, yeah. but dude, he might not have the height, but he has the stash of like a 45 year old minister. Yeah, that is, that is impressive stuff. All right. Thank you, Jake Roos. Uh, I'll hop on next Palmer. Um, I was in Miami for a wedding over the weekend and my Uber driver, I'll say stock up uh, as a result of this ride stock up on Kirby smarts brand. I mean, we've spoken about it, with recruits uh, in regard to them earlier on in the show. But all I had to say when my Uber driver and I started to talk about college football, as my Uber rides typically tend to go if, if the uh, driver is willing and ready, uh, the guy asked me if I'm a, a Georgia fan. And I said, yeah, I, I went to Georgia, graduated. I'm a dog. And all he said was Kirby, man. And that says a lot. It's not just the brand of Georgia now, and Kirby Smart will never admit it, and he won't make this about him at all. But people in Miami, the most competitive hotbed for talent that you can probably try to get talent from, concentrated in such a small area, um, it, it, it's already recognizable that it's not just Georgia. It's about Kirby. So stock up on Kirby Smart because that, to me, spoke volumes in such, such a, uh, a short exchange. Well, my, uh, my stock up <clears throat> has nothing to do with Georgia football's brand, but um, Georgia 
Georgia golf's brand and the Georgia brand in general. Uh, Chris Kirk, a winner on the PGA Tour again um, after almost eight years, last one in 2015. Um, Chris has a really great story. Um, would encourage anybody uh, paying attention that, that's a golf fan, Georgia fan, just a fan of people in general. Um, Chris has a really good story there. Um, stepped away from golf for a while in 2019 um, because of issues with alcohol and depression and, um, you know, has, has since come back and, um, you know, been very vocal about his, his struggles um, and, and was able to come away with a win today um, in, in a playoff at the Honda Classic. Um, was was leading coming into the round, final round. Uh, almost blew it there on the final hole. Um, sent one right into the water, um, but ended up getting a um, get, get get an opportunity in the playoff. Uh, ended up behind a tree there. Uh, had to lay up and and hit a shot from, but just about a hundred yards out, um, right into a tap in birdie um, distance and. Um, so really great story there. Um, Georgia golf uh, on a you know hot streak here at the Honda Classic. Two straight winners there. Sepp Straka won there last year. Dogs have won four out of the last ten, three out of the last five. Um, the, the win does qualify him for the Masters, which is huge yep. for the Georgia guys. Um, it's a big win. Yeah, are, one of those PGA Tour wins. Yeah, so – um, if I'm not mistaken, there's six guys that are quali- currently qualified. Brian Harmon, Russell Henley, Chris Kirk, Kevin Kisner, Sepp Straka, Bubba Watson. Um, three others are well within – three or four others are well within um, striking distance of getting there. Harris English, Keith Mitchell, Davis Thompson, Brennan Todd. Um, they've, they've got to qualify either A, by winning a tournament or uh, securing themselves a spot in the top 50 of the world golf rankings. So – um, 40th tournament win uh, for um, a player that played for Chris Hack at Georgia. Um, and it moves him into second um, among those guys. Bubba Watson has 12. Uh, this was Kirk's fifth. So, wow. Uh, stock up on Georgia golf. And Wes, you, I mean, you wrote about it last week, I think it was uh, the full swing documentary. Yeah, so y'all check this- that out. Yeah, Chad Munn, uh, working to get him on as a guest uh, coming up here soon when his schedule allows it, maybe around the Masters time might make sense, but we'll see what we can do about that. But if you're watching Full Swing on Netflix, the executive producer is a Grady grad from Georgia, and it's some really impressive work, and it's uh, no doubt growing the game of golf, a huge cliche, but I think it's working some pretty great stories in that. And the story of Chris Kirk is amazing. Really mixed bag of results for guys with two first names tonight as Chris <laughs> Kirk gets the win and Jake Paul with a terrible defeat in the boxing ring. And, uh, and, and, and the guy that, that Chris beat in the, uh, in the playoff, Eric Cole. There you go. Brendan Todd. Stock up on Palmer giving love to uh, the, the non-football sports also. And, and stock down on my internet connection. Apparently, so that's uh, <laughs> right. that's something that we got to get fixed. I'll, I'll put a hand up and acknowledge it. it, people. I do. I am aware of it. We're working to get it fixed. We were somebody, trying. Somebody asked earlier in the show 
who was the guest on Bark After Dark tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. All, all I'm going to say is tune in because you do not want to miss tomorrow night's. We're having a crossover episode of Epic Proportions. Uh-oh. This is going to be an exciting one. Uh, I'm, I'm really, I've been looking forward to this one since we came up with the whole concept. So uh, make sure to tune in nine o'clock tomorrow night, Monday night, because um, it, it's going to be a really, really fun show, I think. Connor Pro- Riley, Producer maybe? Palmer. Producer Palmer doesn't even know. So I don't know. All it right. won't be my neighbors. Uh, somebody suggested perhaps my neighbors <laughs> would be the guest. Uh, I, I, hope they don't, I hope they don't rear their head again. Well, I guess I guess y'all got to tune in. Bark after dark, ooh, ooh. nine p.m. every Monday. The Georgia Show, eight thirty p.m. every Sunday and Wednesday. So y'all tune in. We got a lot of programming for you on this YouTube channel and over at DogsHQ.com for free and behind the paywall for premium Dogs HQ members. That deal still going on twenty nine ninety nine through October thirty first. You got to join in on that party. Thanks for watching tonight on this party. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a great week. Peace. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.